Warning. The following contains massive spoilers for the designated series. Listener discretion is advised. You're listening to the Television Archive. The show where we, the television-loving hordes of the internet, take a deep dive into what used to be in our beloved medium. My name is Thomas Michael Clark, and this is Fringe. Today we will be discussing Season 2, Episode 6, titled Earthling. Hey, I'm back! I'm doing more Fringe. For you, it's only been a weekend, but for me, it's been like two weeks because I've banked a whole bunch of them. Yeah, uh, I, I'm out of practice. I've I gotten out of uh, out of the rhythm of talking about Fringe, but I've returned and I'm making my grand comeback uh, with a pretty solid episode. I, I really, really like this one. Uh, of course, the hook of it is there is a man who is in his apartment and just turns to dust. (laughs) His wife comes home, they have an anniversary surprise, and he just turns to dust out of nowhere. Uh, And I love, 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 love that opening sequence where he's on the phone with her. He's being like the, oh, I'm sorry, I have to be away, happy anniversary, as he's planning to surprise her for her anniversary. And then you have that shadow lurking in the background, like, about to pounce, and then the wife comes back in, and it's like, oh, you surprised me for our anniversary. And he's just sitting there, like, blank stare. And she's just like, uh, hey, hey, uh, okay, uh, say something, move at all, and then she, like, pokes him a bit, and then he just crumbles, like, oh, it's such a good opening. It's a really, really great first scene. And a little bit of an edge on this episode is that this is not the first time this has happened. Uh, This is actually an old case from Broyles' records. He's investigated this before. So what happened... Four years prior is that Broyles Broyles was investigating this. There were several bodies dropped in the exact same way. All of them were working in or were very recently visiting a hospital. And the killer called Broyles very distraught. And he knew details only the killer would know. Very distraught, saying he couldn't control it, saying he wanted it to end, and he said he would turn himself in if, and only if, they could solve his formula. And a bunch of people were... Working on it nonstop, working on it nonstop, working on it nonstop, couldn't crack it. Could not figure out this formula. And then it just stopped one day. Like, it just didn't happen. Like, it, it, th- there was a fifth death, and then nothing for years until now. When we now have to dive into this formula again, and now we're at a different hospital that all of this is 
centering around, and now all of this is being brought back. And Broyles has a very, very big personal motivation to go after this case, go after this case, go after this case, go after this case. Uh, he is very, very eager to solve it. And he is burning the midnight oil in a way we've never seen him before. Uh, in fact, when a senator comes to him and is like, Hey, look, CIA wants you to stop doing this. They are taking the investigation from you. Broyles is like, No! I'm gonna keep investigating this. I'm gonna keep going on this thing. Screw you. And eventually we find out why. Apparently... Broyles got super, super obsessed with this case back in the day, and this was the thing, the straw that broke the camel's back, and what ended his marriage, what resulted in his divorce. And so, like, he's... It, this case has kind of taken a toll on his personal life, and so now he's kind of extra motivated. Like, he does not want that to be for nothing. He does not want that, his own personal issues, his own personal life getting destroyed, his family eroding. He doesn't want that to be for nothing. And so he is mercilessly going after this case, mercilessly trying to find the person who did it. And this is a very Broyles-centric episode in a sense that we haven't had before. We have not had an episode focus almost entirely on Broyles, and yet... Here we are. Uh, so we're investigating the hospital that our penthouse guy, our new crumble to dust guy, went to very, very recently. Uh, apparently his mother was sick and was getting treated there. And we go through this hospital's records, because, again, this is a different hospital. And we're like, okay, there's going to be someone working here. Eastern European who also worked at this other hospital four years ago. And we go through those records, go through those records, go through those records, go through those records, and we find a match. We find someone, a night nurse, who was working at that hospital four years ago and this hospital now. So we find this dude's apartment. He's gone. He's completely split. We don't know where he is. He knew they were coming. Uh, but we do have a solid fingerprint. And that gets... Uh, like... What's the word I'm looking for? That gets thrown up the chain. There we go. And this is how the CIA gets involved and is like, Hey, cease and desist. Blah, 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 blah. And our senator is like, Hey, you need to back off. And then Broyles is just like, flat out, no. Apparently, this guy is wanted by the CIA and the Russian government for stealing something from Russia. We don't know what, but we know that it was something. As Broyles is saying F you to the CIA, basically, Olivia sees on surveillance footage our shadow. Our strange anomalous, weird shadow that keeps roaming through the hospital and killing people who either are there or were there initially. By the way, I also love this moment where this one patient is in his hospital bed 
Shadow goes in, Shadow comes out, then a fly lands on him and he starts crumbling. Like, that is, that is cool. That is a really cool moment. I love that so much. That's like a, honestly, the fly shot, I think, is like one perfect shot territory. It's that good. But we have that going on. We find that shadow. Basically, the theory that Walter has is that this shadow is some organism that projects itself and is feasting off radiation inside people's bodies. And it tends to go after people who are exposed to more radiation than others. So, chemo patients... Someone who was just recently on the window seat of a flight and basically getting one giant x-ray, like, near and near a jet engine. Like, stuff like that. Where they have a bit more radiation and are a bit more appetizing than others. But it'll go after anyone, basically. <laughs> it just wants the radiation uh, that just is naturally occurrent in humans. We also find out that the thing that this dude stole was actually not a thing, it was a person. His cosmonaut brother, who went into space, something happened to him, he came back in a coma and was reported dead. When he very much was not. This dude stole his brother from Russia and has been carting him around... From hospital to hospital to hospital to hospital to hospital for years. And this cosmonaut is who this organism latched itself onto. And is now acting as sort of this symbiotic part of him. And his brother has been desperately trying to get this organism out of the cosmonaut. Separate the organism from the cosmonaut. Uh, he's been keeping the organism contained by, like, shocking the cosmonaut. Like, keeping the organism from projecting itself outward. And feeding off of this radiation. Which, holy crap, this is... Gonna be honest, this whole thing, it's weird even by fringe standards. This is one of their... I think, weirdest ideas. But it works very, very well, and it is very, very fascinating, and they handle it in a really, really fantastic way. So, Royals, armed with this information, leaves a voicemail for our nurse. Oh, by the way, I should mention, I totally forgot to say this, but this dude took his brother out of the coma ward of the latest hospital replaced him in his bed with another nurse and just carted him away and is now off the grid in a motel somewhere. Should mention that. Broyles leaves a voicemail to this dude saying we have new information on the formula. Banking on Walter being able to solve this formula by the time he calls back. By the way, 
Walter's anthropomorphizing of this formula. Uh, bit creepy. <laughs> it's a bit creepy. <laughs> like, he calls it she, and it's like calling her like a sly temptress, and is like, I will dominate her. It's just like, what? <laughs> it's just so weird. And then it, it, it goes to this ultimate thing of basically he's trying to put up a three-dimensional version of it with Tinker Toys. Like, as this dude is calling, he is doing this. And he basically solves the formula, but it's not good news for this guy. Turns out the cosmonaut and this thing inside of him are one and the same. They cannot be separated without both being killed. Cosmonaut guy is just doomed. Literally, as Broyles is relaying this information to our guy, the shadow attacks him and he turns to dust. But... He is technically still on the line. The phone call's still going, so they can trace him to this motel, and we get this great final confrontation with the Shadow, the, uh, the Cosmonaut. Does not have the Shadow within itself. It is already outwardly projecting. And we can't put him in a lead case to contain the Shadow, to contain the organism, until the Shadow is back. So... We're kind of left with nothing to do unless the shadow is pulled back. And Walter, like, tries to do the shocking thing that our other guy was doing. But, like, everything with this machine he constructed to shock his brother, this machine this dude constructed to shock the cosmonaut brother, is in Russian, so he can't understand it. He's fumbling around with it. And then... As this is happening, like, a child in the motel is being targeted by the shadow. The child screams, and Broyles is just like, They! Move! And shoots our cosmonaut in the head. And this brings the shadow back, and luckily the child is fine. There's this really terrifying moment where the kid's mother goes up to her, and she's sitting very, very still as if she was dust. And... The mother nudges her and she's fine. But for a second, you're like, oh no, were they, were they good? Did they save her? Did they save her? Did they save her? Like there was this like one terrifying moment where you think maybe they failed. But the shadow is back. They have contained it. Uh, some dudes in hazmat suits come and take it away. And then we get this amazing ending that I really, really like, where Broyles goes to his ex-wife and is like, Hey, just so you know, I, I solved that case from a few years ago. Just letting her know, hey, this thing that ended our marriage, it wasn't for nothing. I was able to catch the guy. And then as he's leaving, some CIA agent comes and is like, Hey, asshole. When the CIA says cease and desist, we mean it. The only reason you are not getting completely screwed over right now is because you have a really good friend in this senator guy. 
And then Broyles is like, hey, uh, what did you do with the cosmonaut? And the guy was like, oh, well, we had no choice. Once he started breathing, and then he looks up, and then just leaves. So, very heavily implying that this dude somehow survived a shot to the head, and then got launched into space. Very heavily implying that. So yeah, there's that. This episode's very good. This episode's really, really good. Bizarre as hell, probably the weirdest episode they've done, at least in terms of the concepts they tried to go with, but it it, it works very, very well, and it's really, really cool, and really, really cleverly handled, and has a great, like, little character piece for Broyles. It's, it's all, it's all good. Anyway... Uh, if you like this, favorite the podcast, anchor.fm slash TV archives, so that you can be here every single Monday through Friday as I go through every single episode of this and other shows. And you can find it on pretty much whatever podcatcher app you prefer. Feel free to call in as well. It's as simple as just to push my button on the Anchor app. I'll play those on the show from time to time if you feel so inclined to send those in. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram, TomTom4468. And support the show. Patreon.com slash Thomas Clark. Pledge just a dollar a month. I appreciate everything I get through there. If you become a patron, you can also gain access to the Television Archive Supplemental, which I'll be putting up there once every month. Or, if that doesn't work for you, you can also support the show directly via Anchor. I appreciate that as well. Tomorrow we will be discussing Season 2, Episode 7. Talk to you then.